0: Hi everyone! We're here with our first episode. Um, <laughs> our first episode. Uh, Ada, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is
1: Ada Corvestis. I'm five foot four, and I really like hot chocolate. Uh,
0: my name is Stephanie Yanes. I'm foot foot three, and I love coffee. Good. So, Ada, do you want to start us off today? So, guys, if if you watched the
1: trailer, which I'm assuming you did, because you guys are some flawless little fans, of course. Um. I have a scale that I like to ask everybody in my my personal life, and I think I've asked a couple teachers this too, Um, but if, if, how how are you guys doing on a scale of zero to 113?
0: 113? Yeah, how are you doing today, Stephanie? I would say 100, like exactly, or maybe 100.1. No,
1: I mean, I, I, I was expecting much worse. Yeah, and so I'm really, I'm really content with that answer of your part.
0: I really enjoyed work today. Granted, it is the second day, and that's like, but you know what? Second but day, i happy means to that be employed. Years so. later,
1: you'll still be, you'll still be kicking ass. Exactly. How was your day? Um, my day was good, and I would rate it, mm, uh, eleven. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no eleven. No. Um, a uh, hundred and eleven out of thirteen. Oh, I'm wow. out of hundred thirteen.
0: We're really just changing up the numerical value. <laughs> my apologies. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Um. Well, we have a segment that we're going to start doing, and it's called, What is Mia Up To? For context, Mia's my roommate and a really close friend of Ada and I's, and today, she's in the studio with us. Woo! So Woo! Get it, girl. So, Mia. We'll, we'll pan it over to Mia. Mia hey guys. Mia, what are you up to? Kiss it. I am currently in the studio with Ada and Steph, and I'm chilling. How would you rate your day? From what was it? Zero or one? One to 113. 113.
1: Does this work? Do you hear yourself?
0: Uh, I can't. Wh- no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How would you rate your day? I would say it's like a solid 98. Out okay. 113? Out of 113? Yeah. Yeah. That's did I do something? Okay, so for context, Griffin just walked in and pressed a button and it made me nervous. But anyways, um, so how would you rate your first little introduction to the podcast? I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous. Cause That's I, valid. I'm not the kind of person that talks out loud ever to like people that listen, so this is like a little That's kooky crazy, so but funny. like... <laughs> Well, you know that. Yeah. Ada knows that too. I'm very quiet. That's good. This is like a is a new thing for me. Right. But I'm sliving, So. And we're hoping to bring Mia back for a few episodes to talk more than just about herself. Um so we have a few things in the works, but to pan it back to Ada so we can get started on today's Oh, we're yawning into the Okay, so today our topic is we're talking about movie soundtracks that have a special place in our hearts. So, Ada, who is your special little friend?
1: Oh my gosh. That you
0: brought into the studio today. Did you bring a special friend? I forgot to bring a special friend, actually. So everyone, did you just
1: hear that your captain forgot to bring a special friend? So I brought Toy Toy. Um, He, I've had him since forever He's my best friend He is, uh, I think, maybe a foot and a half No, he's like seven inches tall Um, Really sweet guy Incredible conversations you can have with him He's very sociable He's very uh, genuine He's very sweet Um, And he's just really down to earth And if if you want to talk about your problems He's there to listen always and forever And he's happy to be here today And um, he's wishing you all a happy Saturday and a happy Halloween.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring in my pink stuffed bear, Rosie, but I forgot about it because I did start doing homework before this, which is my, I know, I know, you're shaking your head and I feel really bad now. Guys, I napped
1: and I woke up and the first thing I did was put Toy Toy in my bag. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I have nothing else to do. But
0: frankly, I was prepared. You were very prepared. You actually got here before me. Woo! So I give you a gold star for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm. And so uh, would you like to, so Stephanie here,
1: beautiful brain, beautiful soul. <laughs> she thought up the wonderful idea that we would talk about our comfort films today and our comfort songs, all that little yeah. jazzy
0: jazz. Um, would you like to introduce your first? Sure. So the film that I chose has a really interesting meaning in my life, and it's the movie When Harry Met Sally. Um, I've really had a journey with this movie because the first time I watched it was in middle school because I saw a video about how aesthetically pleasing it was, and I only watched it because it was during the fall. Really? And I didn't really pay attention because I was at that point where I was watching things for, like, the aesthetic— which is really embarrassing, but it's true. But that's how I found like some of my favorite movies like Dead Poets Society and stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, this is a cool movie. It's really cute. Didn't think much of it. Then the second time in my life where I watched it, I watched it with someone who's really close. And I it kind of opened my eyes and made me think of maybe everything in life happens for a reason. And it blossomed this idea for me of like, True Love, which I didn't really believe in prior because I'm a cynic at heart, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And then I watched it a few more times with that perspective. And then going into college over the summer, I watched it a few times. And based on where I was in my life, I kind of saw the movie more as like a comforting thing because you never know what's gonna happen. And so I trust that what does happens happens for a reason and that it'll all come together. And it's accompanied with a really good soundtrack. I just remember um, with Harry Connick Jr. and like Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. And just all that jazz is like a really special part of my life. Like music for me is huge, like obviously mm-hmm. hosting the podcast. But it's one of those movies that every time I watch it, I feel like a different part applies to what's going on in my life. It's cathartic for different reasons depending on where you are. Exactly. In the moment, yeah. Because if you're in that period, like, spoiler for the movie, if you're in that period where you're not sure what you're doing with your life and you're uncertain if you're even going to find love, it kind of brings you comfort knowing that maybe you will naturally find that way. But if you're in that point where you think you found your love, you kind of hope that everything happened for a good reason. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's really grown on me. I thought it was stupid the first few times. And then I saw The Appeal, because I really think it's genuinely realistic. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Would you say there's a
1: meet-cute in the film? If you could decipher it. Like, would you say there's a particular meet-cute, or do you think the meet-cute is the fact that they keep mating?
0: Hmm. I think the meet-cute would honestly be when they meet in the bookstore. Yeah. Because technically if we're going by definition it'd be when they met on the trip but I think when they met on the trip they genuinely met to be friends yeah yeah and then when they met at the bookstore and then had the conversation afterwards and decided to just be friends because like the whole quote unquote sex part was out of the way then I think it left space for them to actually develop romantic feelings opposed for them to just meeting to be friends yeah like I think that led into them actually seeing each other as like Part, potential partners, even though they didn't see it at the time. I like that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, I Stephanie showed me this film um, a couple weeks ago, so I never watched it prior, and I only knew about the the I have what she's having seen. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, there's something very not. I was gonna say lethargic. That just sounds like a big word. Um, there's something very. Ah, uh, I want to use big words that have no meaning i just want to say altruistic that's not a good word either there's something really beautiful about the film and i i do think that uh, yeah i I agree with that i was thinking it was just the first time they met but there is more sense to the time when they meet in the library not the library but the bookstore that really emphasizes their attraction and stuff so
0: yeah and i think at the end of the day like as much as it is like one of the the most well-known but one of the most like raved about um rom-coms i think it's it truly is comes to like the theme of how friendship is the foundation for everything yeah and i think especially in our very hookup culture oriented generation that it's something that isn't valued enough that you can build things off of friendship Mm -hmm. And I really do adore that. I think that is the key to a healthy romantic relationship. And I think um, that movies like this kind of capture that. Wait, may I ask a follow-up question? Yeah. Do you think all relationships
1: need to have a friendship prior? Or do you think some relationship work with just the mutual attraction to begin with?
0: I think it depends on what your values are. Yeah. Which sounds really like... (laughs) No, because everyone has their own perspective. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Some people can get around dating to date you know and um if so and if you like (laughs) (laughs) if so which is not bad at all like it's fun and like in the moment then like sure like you can have that mutual attraction yeah but if you're a person who dates to i don't want to say necessarily married because they 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 date for but like extensive as possible because yeah for like a a long-term partner then I feel like if you don't have that, at least me personally, if you don't have that like genuine connection as people, mm-hmm. can you count on just like sexual attraction to carry the rest of the relationship? Right, because then where's the
1: communication involved? Right. It's like almost you're filling in the gap of of real, not emotion, but yeah, there's there's a sense that you're just providing it through right good sex you know so exactly essentially sorry mom sorry dad (laughs) sorry grandma um (laughs)
0: sorry but (laughs) and to uh, like yeah and so that movie in itself is great and the soundtrack if you don't like jazz that's okay what the two of us love jazz Mm. and it really it makes it more romantic new york exactly Surviving. That was really good. Thank you. But on the topic of classics leads into the (gasps) movie you were going to talk about. Oh, my gosh.
1: So actually, if you must know, Toy Toy is actually decked in some merchandise of this this film that I adore with all my heart. Um, I recall the first time I watched it was when I was a very little tot, little child. Um, And I remember the beginning of it, and it opens to just this, like, illuminated like valley like city and the flashlights of these people and everything is moving and then you see the beautiful little spaceship in the ground and everything and then these little scaly scaly guys come out and you're like what is this and I like the first time I watched it I had no perspective or perception of what this film would actually be like but like I remember being like drawn in I keep saying like I apologize um I remember being drawn in the second I started watching it and this film, um, oh, this is a game for you guys at home.
0: Um,
1: what what movie starts with E and ends with T?
0: Oh, I think I know.
1: T- tell us. I think it's E. T. Yeah. So E. T. is my comfort film. Um, I've seen it, and I'm not even exaggerating. I've seen it more than two hundred times. I used to have this art table in my living room, and I remember doing like hot glue projects where I'd put popsicle sticks together and every single day I'd watch ET about three times and I loved it I memorized it fully I had every single scene blocked completely in my brain and it gave me so much joy and contentment and I've not been able to find a movie with that same value to fulfill that kind of not void I don't have a void but just that sense of childlike wonderment and imagination that that movie gave me seeing Gertie's reaction to having E.T. present and everything. And I thought it was just so well done and so innocent. And so I really appreciate it. And so even as I've grown up and even as I've, I don't want to say matured, because I still have a very childlike sense to my my nature. But it definitely brings me back to that, the good old days, you know, the nostalgia. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. What would you say, what scene do you remember, like, watching for the first time and feeling just like completely in that world oh my gosh um when oh it's
1: the be- well it's the beginning of Elliot's house when um his brother and his friends are playing D and D and Elliot's like can I play guys can I, can I play guys he's like if you order the pizza um and they're like <laughs> um and the mom's like shut up yeah and then et i'm not et sorry he comes in later um elliot um he's like i'll get the pizza just let me play if i get the pizza and then he he gets the pizza and then he drops it and they're all like like bitch what the fuck and um it's the first time that et and elliot kind of have a little cosmic connection and i i I do even think because later in the movie it's it's very present that et and elliot share the same feelings and like physicalities but i think even when the first moment that they were in the same proximity they had the same physicality and i think it resonated especially when elliot was trying to figure out what this unknown is Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so but yeah
0: Sorry, that's, I went that's an on the tangent. Take. No, I, love I love that movie. Ooh. What do you think of the classic E.T. theme? Like the little like piano that Oh thing. my god, how does it go? The I thought about da, I can da,
1: hear it. Yeah. Um, so actually, if if y'all must know, um I and two thousand other people own these E. T. Collector's edition action figure. Um, how would I describe it? I can't describe it. Uh, like displays. And it comes with E.T., the mom, Gertie, the brother, the astronaut guy for some reason, That's and so the keys guy. And if you close the box and you press this little button on the left side of the box, it plays the theme song. That's adorable. It is the perfect thing. I was going to bring it to college, but it's it's not it's not huge, but it's very cumbersome. It's probably rare, too. Oh, it's extreme. 2,000. Only oh, wow. 2,000 in the world. Yeah. Um. So the... the of course, the music is very um, close to my heart. And um, John Williams, that's the guy's... Yeah. He's made so many beautiful, beautiful music, like productions and everything. Um, and sometimes I do get it confused. And I know you wrote down Star Wars for... I did, yeah. So, I mean, this is a great segue yeah. if you do want to talk about Star And you could also talk I, about... Um, um,
0: one, so I kind of, like, I'm terrible at deciding things. And that's so I okay. wasn't sure to do... I guess I can kind of do both now. Yeah, but yeah, both. Star we got Wars. Time. Well, first John Williams. First of all, he's a man. Is a ch- whole childhood. Like oh he's gosh. fueled the childhood of so many kids. So many. I mean, like Harry Potter. List? Yeah, Harry Potter, Potter, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, Indiana
1: Jones, Indiana Jones, um, um, Jaws, Jaws. Uh, Question mark. The the creature. No, um, it's that one alien film. Alien where these aliens come down to earth independence and, day no that's very recent uh um, is it just i forget what it's called but oh it's gonna be. if you guys at home know what we're talking about you can put that down and count your
0: fingers yeah um, it's crazy yeah. and the nerd i am <laughs> star wars had a huge huge part in my childhood mm-hmm. um my godfather he would watch it all the time and I'd get really mad that I couldn't watch it with him because he was like, Oh, you're too little to like understand it. And so when I got old enough, probably around like eight years old, seven, we sat down and we watched the movie in order of how it happens, like in the movies. Oh, really? Okay. Post like release, which is a hot take amongst the community. Um, and I just absolutely fell in love. And it became something that I still, like, hold really close to my heart. I've seen all the new ones. I've watched a good chunk of, like, Clone Wars, but the score is just something that feels so special because, like, obviously it takes place in this different galaxy, but it, there's, like, Duel of Fates, which is, like, a battle, but then there's these beautiful, like, love songs almost with just instruments when you hear the
1: soundtrack, do you kind of navigate back to when you first watched the film?
0: Yeah, I kind of like, my brain goes back to that, but it also goes to the connections I've made. Mm. Through That sounds like a networking opportunity. I mean, like the friends that I've made
1: yeah, yeah. through
0: the love of Star Wars. But also, I'm a person who kind of connects characters to people. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the Star Wars characters is they're very easy To connect to people you know in your life. Because they're not stereotypical, but they're archetypal. Right. And so if I hear like Han and Leia's theme, I'll associate that with a certain memory in my Mm -hmm. life. If I hear Luke's theme, I think of like my little brother. Like you can connect these literally just instruments to like people and memories, which I find really just absolutely crazy. That's the beauty of John Williams too,
1: because there's something so human about his his sound yeah and it is the like the beauty of the fact that you can relate a lot of it to the emotions that you might experience in your real life
0: yeah mm. yeah but speaking of
1: childhood wait hold on. Oh, hold on can i i'm gonna ask a few questions okay. um what's your favorite star wars character what's your favorite star wars film um who's your least favorite star wars character and um thoughts on kylo ren
0: okay i'm trying okay i'm trying to remember first one his favorite favorite character um r2d2 okay um he's very much a person to me may may i say you remind me of bb8 really yeah that's so funny i've gotten i've i've gotten the comparison to many droids actually okay and it's it's interesting when people are comparing you to a robot
1: but there's something very flawless about it though
0: Oh, I've been told it's because like a lot of the droids make screaming noises when they Aww. run around, and that's like <laughs> me half the time. Um, R two or Jar Jar Binks. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the what was the second favorite one? movie? Favorite movie. Probably, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Or um, that's like the first one in the release. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or. One of the pre- prequels and the name is absolutely slipping my mind, which is terrible. Um, Rise of the Rise. No, that's the Red. No, nope, that's the, uh, the? Oh my God, I can't remember the name, but it's the the famous one where Anakin and Padme are in the lake and she has the beautiful dress that's like purple and yellow. Um, and most, I, it's gonna. It's like I have someone, a again. Someone in front at of home me, will will be able to decide. But. Um, I won't remember. Um it was the other question. Least favorite character? Uh yes. Hmm. My least favorite character is probably a pork. And it's not even <gasps> a character, it's an animal. Why? I just
1: like, I understand they're not exactly that necessary, but it's the same in Frozen with those little snow guys. I
0: love little snow guys, though. I'm such a sucker for the, like, small, cute, like... The porcs are small and cute, and they make funny little noises. They kind of look like a raisin to me. Like, their eyes are just so, like, disproportionate to their body. Oh, my god! If, if we're looking for an actual character, probably Palpatine. Ah, uh, okay. Even though... I do know. He's not one of the best villains. My favorite villain's is Darth Vader. But Palpatine's Whoa. just kind of annoying. Awesome. I just hit the mic. No, l- did you hear that one? I heard, heard it. Darth it. That was Vader really good. Noise. Thank you. 10 out of 10. I'm your father. No, that sounds exactly. like Smeagol. That sounds like the dude from The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's Smeagol. Oh, is that Smeagol? My precious. Yeah. It's really good. Thank you.
1: Um, and then uh, what are your thoughts on Kylo Ren? Okay, I'm going to
0: be really honest here. Mm. I did have a little crush. Okay, Ditto. Like, I don't know. What's funny is I don't find Adam Driver attractive, but I find Kylo Ren attractive. Kylo Ren. And that's something I'll never understand. But I do find Anakin attractive, so I think I just find any villainous male character attractive. They got an essence. They do, which is very opposite to what I'm attracted to in real life. Like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, a bad, like, quote-unquote, like, bad guy i be mean, like oh my god I'd be like no i'm good he drives a motorcycle and he smokes cigarettes by the school and he wears a leather jacket oh my god that's crazy <gasps> wow but what childhood film i know that you love wait may i say something really quick um my sister stella
1: corvessis i don't know if she's gonna watch this um but i have to say really what time is it by the way yeah it, like it's 5:27. oh we still got time um my sister Stella Corvessis she worked in Galaxy's Edge and Disney World and she worked at Smuggler's Run which is in the Millennium Falcon and so if you guys went to Disney World between the the months of January to June um you might have saw my sister and this is a homage to her even though I've only seen two Star Wars films I love you and I hope I hope you are
0: doing phenomenal I also can change that. We can definitely binge them. We can do what? We can binge the films together. Oh, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. It is a journey, like, it is, a, it's not a one-night binge. No, not at all, but also that's why I like, like, things like Harry Potter.
1: Yeah. I love to be tra- traversed, trans- transferred.
0: I love to. My brain went to Transfiguration, but that's. Ooh, not that's, it. In, Harry that's in
1: Harry Potter. That's in Harry Potter. I love entering new worlds when it comes to movies. And so I love to mm-hmm. dedicate my time to a good film.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, um... That was me making fart noises with my. Speaking
0: mouth. of Harry Potter, they have British accents. <gasps> which oh my God. Which leads to.
1: So, Yoda's guys. Next movie.
0: One of my favorite movies.
1: And. Oh okay I have to for this I have to pretense the presidents what preference preference prefers this preface this um I did it um so there's there's the the question you ask a person right? what's your favorite films now you can either ask them what's your favorite films that you think are categorically like genius and what films are comfortable to you and now. My favorite films are like E.T., Days and Confused, Cinema Paradiso, right? Mm -hmm. But my comfort films, Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, that film is the most genius work of art, the most incredible commentary on the teenage existence, and the characters are hot. They are. uh, I I really, I shouldn't say that because. Mind you, I watched that film when I was the age of the characters. Oh,
0: that's really important. It yeah. is a children's movie, but it's you watched ch- it as
1: a but, child. Um, like Robbie, for example, Aaron Taylor Johnson. We all know he is a baddie. Um, and frankly, that movie brought my eyes to him. My eyes bulged. No. <laughs> ew, ew.
0: that has such a negative connotation <laughs> that so like mia, that's if you guys don't know no,
1: mia is she's giggling over here um no okay scratch all that you did not recall that for a second right i love that film um th- they recite a lot of silly goofy things like big fish little fish cardboard box. box yeah fill the trolley yeah. fill. Fill.
0: The fill the trolley we're doing hand
1: movements Jim. yeah but yeah, it's just such a little slice of life and Georgia Nicholson, right? She has a friend's jazz and I forget the other two girls' names and they're all just little laughs and they, they love looking at boys and they love snugging. Well they, they're learning how to snug in the film and it's really just it's really just a laugh. Um and 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 um there's a cat. Angus is the cat, Snuggies and is kissing, and thongs are the things that go up
0: your butt. That is true. Mm -hmm. So why do you think this movie has such a special place in your heart? Like besides it being just a comfort movie. Well,
1: actually on the topic of music, the music in this film is actually extremely nostalgic to me. Um, I actually only watched this movie like when I was 14. So this is not like a movie I grew up with as a like eight year old child. But the sound of it and that kind of, Joy that you heard in songs like like I'm Walking on Sunshine and Umbrella by Rihanna and everything. Is it Rihanna? Rihanna. I know there's a whole debate right now.
0: I want to say... She said it in an interview. It's I think it's Rihanna. Rihanna? Yeah. Um, I don't know. My
1: apologies, my apologies to uh, Rihanna fans. Um, but um, yeah, just the true joy that I had... Like it's it sounds almost very kids boppy in the way that it's just so innocent and playful. And the soundtrack in Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging is so innocent and playful, even if there's a more heavy weight of insecurity or just not feeling like your true self or authentic self. Like there's such a there's such a subtext of just being childlike and whimsical and just mm-hmm. vivacious, you know, and that really makes me love that film and all it has to say even if it is just a kids film
0: yeah and I think there's a weird stigma about liking like kids films but we all watch Bluey we love Bluey we all love Bluey and I think it's like I I think it's really precious Yeah, that you still like that movie and I honestly think it carries on to like who you are because you're very you're very kind hearted and pure and Mm -hmm. I feel like that can be shown and reflected in like the media that you intake
1: right right no and i i i do think there's a reason people watch films to kind of escape reality even mm. though i mean reality is extremely important you don't want to become ignorant to it but there is a joy in just having these films that you can go to like star wars where you can enter like
0: yeah. different
1: galaxies where you can enter places that don't particularly exist in the real world and just live in that for an hour or two and just bask in the fact that maybe life can be more than it is in the moment yeah it's very universal
0: which i like yeah i think that's why like movies just have a huge part in pop culture Mm -hmm. because you can express like anything going on no absolutely and that's also why like for me like Thirteen going on thirties, like that version of a comfort film, it's good segue. Yeah, thank you, thank wow. you. It's um again in childlike nature because it's mm-hmm. a literal child who becomes thirty. Um, for me, that's how I got introduced to so many like classic songs. Yeah, yeah. That unfortunately, I, a lot of people would be upset. Like you learn these things through movies. You don't yeah. just learn music like like it came out of nowhere um and so in it there's like the famous thriller scene where Mm. she learns the dance and i remember watching that and being like that's awesome and that kind of started my love for that genre of music of like the 80s is in it there's like love is a battlefield and um i want to dance with somebody in vienna yeah which watching it so many times as a kid and then growing up into high school you listen to these songs when you're little and you're like oh it's good it sounds nice And then I remember watching it in middle school once, and I was like, oh, like, love is a battlefield. That's like me right now. That's not true at all. I I thought that love life was so hard in middle school. It wasn't that bad. Um, But then I remember during COVID, I watched 13 Going on 30, and it was the first time I sat down and watched it and, like, paid attention Mm -hmm. as my brain being more developed when I first watched it, and listening to Vienna, absolutely changed my life really because to me it's one of the songs that speaks to like who i am of you know you don't have to move so quickly in life and it's okay to go at the pace you need to yeah and hearing that during covid was a game changer because i felt like i was stuck in that room and like you could be doing stuff but you we couldn't do anything felt very vacant right yeah and so seeing movies like that like the movie um angus song like you're presented with this these like this music Mm -hmm. that goes with you for the rest of your life and then becomes like something that you learn lessons from or make memories to or like connect with plus may i ask um going back to the topic of 13 going on 30
1: is there a sense of i don't want to say comfort but is there a What's a good word for it? Do you feel less scared about the future to some degree? Or would you say that watching that film is like, holy shit, like I'm screwed?
0: I I would say it, it does bring me comfort because if I think there is like a point in these rom-coms of like everything happens for a reason, kind of like when Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm. But with 13 going on 30, she wakes up and she's a terrible person when she's 30. Yeah, But still manages to turn that around kind of yeah. gives me hope that not saying I'll become a terrible person I hope not but like even if like shit hits the fan that you still can like move on from that what happened I oh as you should um that you still can move on and grow and that there's always like you can always move forward yeah and you don't have to go backwards because I think in in the movie we see her friend who's jealous of her and Is holding on to like being better than her. I think it shows that like no matter where you are, even as an adult, you kind of have that childlike lesson that you learn of like treat others and how you want to be treated, but also like you can you're in charge of your own story. And so we see her turn everything around. In this case, it's literally like oh, she has the brain of a teenager. Everything's happier, more colorful. But like as a college student, it's like okay, every day sometimes does feel horrible. Yeah, yeah, but. If I keep going and stay true to myself and kind of like that childlike version I have inside of me, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I don't need to change myself to feel like I'm doing better. I can just continue. I look through life a
1: lot through the eyes of my younger self. Mm.
0: And I think that's really helped me,
1: especially in my recent years where I've learned how to be confident. And I think there is a there's a sense of that in the film. And I yeah. think that's what a lot of people are trying to hone is the idea that we are still who we were when we were five, when we were eight. Mm-hmm. And so we have to go with that notion sometimes that. I mean, that whole the whole TikTok trend about the new Five Nights at Freddy's film. Like, yeah. Uh, who's watching it now? No, who's who's seeing it? But who's Versus really who's watching? What, yeah, it. Yeah.
0: And it just says a lot about. Yeah. And I think I saw this. Again, on TikTok, it was this quote, and it's like, every year we have a birthday, mm-hmm. but it's really the past versions of ourselves celebrating with who we are now, Oh, and I thought about that recently, because we're all, well, everyone in the studio is turning 19 soon, and you're turning 19 next week, actually. Um, it's, we try so hard to grow up and mature, but we have to also realize we're still growing and we still have those other versions in ourselves. And sometimes it's okay to not go backwards, but kind of give in to those tendencies. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like sometimes, especially at our age, we beat ourselves up and like, I'm not being mature enough. I'm not handling it like an adult. I'm still, I haven't accustomed to college quickly enough. It's like, whoa, whoa, you're a fish, that's lived in a tank your whole life and you're put in the ocean and you're upset that you're not adapting to the ocean in three months you wouldn't get mad at a child if you changed their house why are you getting mad at yourself Mm -hmm. and I think movies like the ones we've mentioned help us kind of ground ourselves yeah because you're you're kind of coping through someone else's fictional reality
1: absolutely also I mean to go off of that we believed in Santa Claus for 12 Many years. years yeah so why can't we believe in ourselves for a second right and
0: it's like i feel like with these like songs and movies they also help you believe in much smaller things of, yeah, like yeah. in yourself and love and um your confidence and friendship and I feel like we really take advantage of that. I feel oh, like absolutely. Movies and music now sometimes can be made to just entertain, mm-hmm. opposed to truly, like, feed the soul, because that's what really communicates to us, it. these messages we take.
1: Yeah, so that's why things like some Disney movies do stand the test of time. That sounds horrible, because there's a lot of controversy along with them, but just, like, any fairy tale, there is a lot of just mm-hmm. wonderment in that, that, can span from the time you're two to the time you're
0: dead yeah yeah and ooh, I thought this was, is how do you think movies have shaped the way that you see love hmm especially because you said Disney and I thought of like see when I
1: was growing up I thought true love existed, exist you know existed yeah. and true love's first kiss and every true love's kiss um I definitely think that a lot of people in my life have changed that notion for me. And I've definitely looked at it in a very negative context. Mm. But as I kind of strip away my experiences, I do still have that wonderment. Like, I'm going to find my prince charming. I'm going to be taken care of and that life is going to be good. And I'll do what I love and be with someone who I love and just Mm. get to experience the world. Yeah.
0: Do you believe in like soulmates i do yeah and like true love i believe
1: in like i i like uh uh Anne of green gables the um oh what is the word um oh my god what is the, it like sake not sacred um oh wait i don't
0: yeah, yeah um, but it's not it's not clicking in the noggin quite not, yet. yeah but what about you i do and what's weird was as a kid i didn't believe in it that much really okay um, and then as I kind of grew up and was surrounded with other like friends and families and hearing their stories mm-hmm. and the, how their parents met and how other parents met, I was like, oh, like, this is possible. like This is something that happens. Yeah. Um, and then as I fell in love with music, I was like, people are telling their stories of how, how they fell in love and met these people when they were young. And with that, I kind of became a hopeless romantic of There is a soulmate and at least or a twin flame, which is a new thing in TikTok or in media, which is like someone you're always connected to. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe that those can exist. But I do think it's something that is hard to find. And you also have to choose to keep in your life. Yeah. Because I think love is something that you have to actively choose. Like you don't just wake up and like... She's in love someone, like you choose to yeah. love someone, yeah, um, so i I kind of do believe in it, which is weird Because as I grow older, I believe in it more, but I think that's beautiful because as you as you
1: grow, you could easily be completely pessimistic I think once the time I hit like forty it's probably gonna go away, like well, the, you know what <laughs> if you keep this like idea up, I think everything's gonna work out for you. you truly deserve something good in you do
0: too, girly. you're literally a princess, you're a princess. You. You're a
1: princess. We're both princesses. But, I mean, the whole idea of music, too, is just expressing what you can't express through words, almost. Mm, yeah. And so that's why I really like dissecting music because there is such a sense of hope that's yeah. in the subtext of, like, the notes and everything. So.
0: Right, because you, you compose and you sing in the sense of theater of when you can't use words anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like... We're making all this music to speak with what's in our soul, right, which kind right. of goes against of like some music now made just to um, put right. out music. There's some
1: whores in this house. There's some whores in this
0: <laughs> of- like wop, yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's like it, it's the argument is like is music still good these days? Is it still music? Music grows with the societal changes. Mm-hmm.
1: And so perhaps it's not good in terms of, like, the 1950s, like, put your head on my He's going on tour now. Is he really Paul Anka? Oh, wow. Okay.
0: How old is he? I don't know, but I was, oddly enough, if you're listening to this on Spotify, I was listening to Spotify, and I don't have Spotify Premium, so I get stuck with the ads, and my phone was charging, so I couldn't skip it. And it was like, Paul Anka is on tour for his, like... Double decade
1: tour. That's crazy. Okay, and I'm
0: like, hold up. If he's releasing music in like the '60s, he like must when be a little how, bit, yeah. How is this man on tour? He's pickled. But now they also have the Avatar, so it's like I know, but it's yeah, the yeah, holograms. Sure. But it's like, what the this is a man needs the rest. But that's the thing. Then it's like
1: it's curating this. He's eighty two years old. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, Mia. Um. That's 82. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. But there is that preservation then, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is also very there's, there's there's
0: Sublime. 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 I just think of like um oh my god, I think of Surf's Up Or surf's like Valentine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm thinking Surf's Up from teen teenage. No, movie. I was thinking of like the penguins. Oh yeah, that yeah like yeah, surf. Yeah. 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 That shaped my childhood, honestly. I like that. I realized a lot of, like, what's the word? Saying Californian culture is not the word. But, like, like, like gnarly, like, like. Yeah, like I grew up watching on. The Ninja Turtles, too. Oh. And I, even though it isn't in, in um, New York, but they don't talk like they're from New York. No, they don't. They're like Cowabunga, dude. And it's like, yeah, you got to pull up in the streets again. you ninja. You got another slice of pizza, man. Cowabunga, like, yeah. So, cow. So cow. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, Mia. Again on on a on a roll, bro. Look at her go. Rawr, 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 rawr. What? Oh, what cartoon? We'll we'll have this be our last. That's a good thing. Yeah. What cartoon do you think has shaped your childhood and has shaped the way you see oh, movies? Oh, I now?
1: love this question, Arthur. Really, Arthur and Curious George, but mainly Arthur, mm. because Arthur is so. I don't wanna say non judgmental, but it's real.
0: Yeah.
1: It takes real human topics, like adult topics, and puts it in a way that kids can understand mm-hmm. and approach life in a way that we're not ignorant the things, you know? Yeah. Because there's there's prejudice in the world, there's a lot of a lot of retaliation, there's so much stuff that's going on, right? And but Arthur at least addresses the fact that I don't know, it just it really dumbs it down to the fact that no matter what, you can just be a good person to whoever. Yeah. And I, I really like that. But what about you? Yeah. I also know the music for Curious George
0: for you is very emotional.
1: <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I
0: played it for her the other day. and She's like, skip it. It's going to make me cry. Oh, my gosh. But that yeah, shows we'll, how powerful it can yeah. Be. Yeah. Um, For me, it's a mix of Peanuts and yeah. um, Scooby-Doo. I grew up watching a lot of Snoopy and the Peanuts Gang um, with my grandma and godfather. And it really stuck with me because uh, it's not in the same level of Arthur's, like, world problems, but it's kind of like these kids just being kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, And just messing around, which is always fun as a kid. And then for Scooby-Doo, I just was always in love with the idea of, like, The like murder mystery kind of aspect. Gotcha. And as a kid, I was into like Nancy Drew and like all of that. And so I was like, I will be just like her. I will, in the groovy way, solve the mysteries. But it was also like escapism. It's like, oh yeah, every problem you actually have is not because if you think about it, it's a mask. It's it's a mask. It's an analogy of like they think it's this big scary monster, this river monster, and it's just a person. Yeah, which is kind of you know in a way telling to real life like you have these i i struggle with like anxieties and you see this big monster in your head but if you sit down it can be it's either a person really sometimes it is a person or it's it's just an idea it's It's a personification
1: of just your your general perception of yourself your your criticism on yourself exactly sorry i hit the mic um i like that does watching Snoopy now, like, like just watching? I mean, the Great Pumpkin I know has a very mm-hmm. large impact on you. Does it still bring you back to that childhood?
0: Yeah. If anything, it's become like, like along with a long, long list of movies I play to kind of like turn off my brain.
1: Gotcha. Like I'll
0: put it on, and I, it's kind of for you with like Angus of like you know all the words, mm-hmm. so there's no, there's not that change it's all predictable yeah which I feel like is something that we now use to like ground ourselves we know what's gonna happen it's not like watching a new movie where you're like oh am I gonna like this it's like you know exactly what's gonna happen there's comfort in that because yeah also sometimes
1: watching a film not anticipating the ending it sucks but just yeah getting the chance to just be with something that you adore for a short amount of time
0: so I guess I guess we motivate you guys to to bring back those movies you haven't seen in a while. Like mm-hmm. those things that you were in love with as a kid and maybe due to like where you are in life, you think you can't enjoy it. But go treat yourself. Go watch that or listen to that song Yeah. or even like, you know, get into the 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 way you used to dress. Just like any way, just like it's good to have an aspect of your past with you if you support your innocence
1: i suggest next wednesday you wear red and tune in to radio rebel next week no we made our first radio
0: rebel oh no
1: no. that's my fault that i mean that connects to childhood yeah in the 2000s which is no but i know i i didn't mean to cut you off i just but no no, i mean you're you're extremely correct it's really just accessing the things that make you happy because above all else, happiness is such a cure in many ways. Mm-hmm. And why, why limit yourself from that? Yeah.
0: So. That's so. I love that.
1: That was so wise of you. That was so wise of you. Oh my gosh, this feels cute. <laughs> I feel very content.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I hope you leave. We all leave this podcast feeling very content.
1: Whether you're shitting right now or whether you're... Sorry, I just ruined it. <laughs> whether you're whether you're driving in your car or you're doing your makeup or, or you're, you're doing your homework. Or you going to
0: sleep. Yeah. We hope you feel content. I hope
1: you give yourself a big hug today and I hope you realize your worth and value.
0: Yeah, and that you are still that child you are on inside and that love yourself as much as you would love that little child. Yeah. Okay, well, on mm-hmm. that note... That's the end of our first episode. (laughs) Okay, well, bye. Bye.
1: Thank you. Bye.